This is Ashley Hodge. I'm coming to you after Baylor's 88-72 to win over Oregon State in the semifinals of the NIT preseason tournament. The Baylor Bears are going to the championship game. I'm joined by Kendall Cout. Uh, Kendall, how you doing? Uh, doing well, Ashley. That was a heck of a game. Uh, mentioned it to you right before we started, but always blessed to not have to watch Baylor football right now. And <laughs> Baylor basketball is not Baylor football in so many ways, so very happy. <laughs> Well, and, and the uh, unlike the uh, Baylor offense in football, Baylor's offense in basketball has been very consistent so far this year. You know, it's kind of surprising. I, I guess we shouldn't be surprised by Scott Drew and John Jacobs, and, and obviously they put together an incredible resume of offensive uh, efficiency in the past. But once again this year, the Bears are, you know, top five, top, top ten in offensive efficiency. And you can't get any better than than averaging forty four points per half. Or I mean, you can, but uh, that's pretty good. You're going to win a lot of games if you score eighty eight points. And the Bears uh, get to eighty eight, uh, forty four in each half tonight. Uh, they got a little sloppy on defense in the second half. I thought the defense in the first half was outstanding. Uh, you know, gave up a, l- a lot of easy looks, sent them to the free throw line too many times. End up, uh, you know, they make sixteen free throws, sixteen for twenty one. The Bears are fifteen for twenty five. What did you like, Kendall? What What are some causes for uh, for concern as we look towards the uh, championship game Friday? Two things I loved offensively, and you could pick out a few of them. Or I guess two things I loved offensively. Ray J. Dennis, I thought played his best game as a Bear. Yeah. Uh, good finish to the Auburn game. Wasn't quite as aggressive in that second half, but I view a lot of the mistakes you could find in the second half as Baylor's up sixteen over a team it's not as good as. Right. And the intensity I think is hard to maintain for forty minutes when you just know you're better than your opponent. Second thing I love, though, Ashley, was Jalen Bridges' aggressiveness from the jump. He had that step-back three hit in the first half, and I just feel like there's no way Jalen would have taken that shot last year. Right. I think he would have immediately passed when the defense came over. So that aggressiveness, I think, will pay dividends later on. Uh, and then I adored the defense Jacoby Walter played. Uh, you had talked all offseason, and I would mentioned it too, that it was a different kind of defense from a Baylor freshman. That deflection he led to a turnover in the first half was awesome, the way he dives on the floor. Just kind of a veteran presence of mind on the doubles. I think he's Baylor's best post-doubler right now. So I loved that as well. So those are my big, hey, that really stuck out to me in the positive respect. What were kind of the positive things for you on the night, Ashley? Yeah, well, Jacoby's entire stat line was was really nice. I mean, you're talking 24 points on 13 shots. That's terrific. He goes uh, four for eight from three goes to the foul line, makes all of his free throws. Not every Baylor player makes all their free throws. I don't know if you noticed that. Um, I did, yeah. He had five rebounds. He had three assists. That was good. Four steals, no turnovers. I bet that Ken Palm efficiency rating is going to be through the roof. Uh, terrific game from him. I agree with you about Ray J. Dennis. I mean, the stats really don't do justice to how well he played. He gets uh, six assists, only one turnover. But he just was in total control. And, and a lot of those – you know, p- potential assists that maybe uh, people didn't convert. Like, I remember he had a really good pass to Missy. Missy uh, missed that the first shot, got a quick, you know, uh, second-chance opportunity, made the second shot. Missy stuffed the stat sheet. Um, I th- I think, you know, he obviously the free-throw shooting, he looked really good on the last two, but he needs to get better there. Uh, but, but it also kind of drives me crazy. You know, he sometimes tries to make the spectacular play when the simple play can do. Uh, he, missed, he missed quite a few dunks. I think Josh missed a dunk also. Um, and those were nitpicking. I mean, they, played bo- they both played really well. And uh, you'll take 14 and 14 from your freshman center every night of the, the week. So I'm, I'm nitpicking a little bit. Off game for Jaden Nunn. Uh, Langston Love, you know, made, made a few plays late. You know, I think his first 
three or four shots uh, in the paint didn't go. Uh, but I liked what I saw late in the game from him. I thought Caleb Lohner played terrific off the bench. It, you know, didn't really show much stats, but uh, that one, you know, driving layup, that his only shot that he took, he was really active on defense. He had two assists, two rebounds, uh, but just but good minutes from him. And then Mira Little uh, did some good things as well, the, the driving layup and then the alley-oop to Josh near the end of the game. Overall, just a great, great team win, and everybody's contributing. Uh, everybody eats. Good to see. It was, actually, and you, you got to have hot takes at any point in the season. My hot take right now is I think uh, Grimes deserves more playing time. Yeah, I really loved what he did in the first half. The play that sticks out to me for him is he had a situation where a big got switched on him, and it was like, okay, you can probably take his bad three. And instead, he waited, hit a big man in the paint. I think his feel for the game has gone up a lot. Yep. Obviously, 10 guys, it's a lot to sift through. But I think he deserves a lot more playing time. It's a hot take, but I'm, I'm living on a hot take with that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, he, man, it's like, but everybody deserves it. I mean, it's like, this is such a, a deep team. I mean, I just, I don't look at that rotation and go, like last year, there were some guys you're like, ugh, you know, let's let's cut their minutes back. But this year, you really don't, you don't feel that way. I mean, Jaden Nunn had an off game tonight, but you want him out there. I mean, he's, he's yes. terrific at, uh, you know, does so many good things on the defensive end and, and just gets in the paint and, uh, creates havoc, you know, can can uh, set other people up. Um, you know, I mean, it's just like every single guy on this team is is just contributing in a big way, and, and that's that's pretty exciting. Um, you can only play five at a time, and sometimes I wonder if it messes the chemistry up a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Ray J, Jacoby, Jalen, I mean, those are the guys that, that you think you're going to count on in these big games, in these big moments. Um, you know, but Jacoby just continues to just be really, really impressive for a freshman. And, 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 and regardless of classification, he's, he's putting together just a terrific resume so far. Yeah, it's been one of my favorite freshmen to watch, Ashley. I've really liked what Eves Missy did tonight. Uh, you know, him and Josh like to miss a dunk a game, which can drive you a little <laughs> crazy. But I thought their games were great. I thought Langston Love did a nice job adjusting to sometimes when he makes mistakes. And I noticed uh, Scott Drew, I think, has been a little bit more positive with him when he makes mistakes now, which I think speaks to Drew being a good coach and recognizing that different guys respond differently. You know, right? not everybody you need to be Bobby Knight to. Not everybody responds super well if you're their best friend. And I think Langston does better if Drew's not getting on him and it's a little bit nicer to him. Whereas, uh, you know, Josh O might need somebody to get after him a little, little bit more. So I thought that was a good response by Drew from what I saw on the broadcast. Uh, getting after it well. And then, you know, I thought Fran uh, had some really good moments tonight. And then when he was getting after Baylor for not playing that well, I was like, well, Fran, they're up 16. <laughs> Wanted to win by 30. I don't think, uh, yeah. you know, Ray J. Dennis is going to die uh, in a 20-point game. So, But I loved his line about more dimes than a guy with holes in his pocket. So I thought Fran was better <laughs> in the first part of the game than the second part of the game personally. But those are my broadcasting takes, which are good takes to be able to offer in basketball, whereas in football we're offering a lot of non-broadcasting takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this this football season mercifully will come to an end on Saturday. With uh I'm surprised the line on that game's only nine points uh as as a West Virginia favorite. I think they're pretty good and, and you know, they obviously do one thing really well, that's run the ball and, and 
we don't – our run defense hasn't been great. I mean, it, it was better against TCU. But, look, we don't need to talk about football. That's, <laughs> that's, that's not something we need, we need to go uh, – all right, so, so uh, before the season started, I think we both agreed that, you know, Baylor would be a contender for the Big 12 title. What I mean, what have you seen so far? Like, who has impressed you? Are you a little bit – you wrote an article about this. Are you a little bit more bearish on Kansas? Um, you know, where do you think Houston falls in the mix? Are there some surprise teams that you think can really, um, you, you know, be there at the end? I mean, what's, what's your take so far? I would be very shocked if one of Houston, Baylor, KU didn't win the league. I've said continuously the last few weeks, even at the beginning of the season, I don't think Texas is very good. Right. Uh, they've got a couple of guys injured that need to play in the future, but they should have lost to Louisville. Yeah. And everybody watched that game and was like, oh, Louisville is a lot better. The Louisville team that lost to a D3 team in an exhibition game. Right. The Louisville team that has multiple sub Ken Palm 100 losses already. No, I'm not buying that they suddenly looked like world beaters. They looked good because they played Texas, who has small guards and isn't very talented. Right. Uh, I guess they're sort of talented, but not just not very good. Uh, so I don't think Texas is in that tier. I think Houston's been the best team in the Big 12 to start the season. Uh, they've had some continuity, even with LJ Cryer being new, obviously played a ton of college basketball. KU's problem right now is that they have no idea who five, six, seven, and eight need to be on their team. They got this Australian kid, Johnny Furphy, who I was at the right. Champions Classic, and I remember seeing this guy check in, and I was like, what? Yeah. Who's this man? Uh, he might be their fifth best player, but their top four is very good. They play well together. Right. Uh, I'm hopeful when KU plays Baylor that Baylor will be willing to just let Dewan Harris shoot. That kind of bit Kentucky and the Champions Classic, but I don't think he's a very good shooter. I think that's the way you have to beat KU, but I, I expect Hunter Dickinson to get 40. But Michael Beasley, you know, once dropped a million points on Baylor and Baylor was able to get the victory. So KU is good. I think KU in November is not as good as Baylor right now, but I think KU will get to that tier before too long. So I think those three are clearly final four contenders. I think after that, uh, you're talking about teams that need a miracle to get to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I, I, I would mostly agree with that. I'm I'm skeptical of Kansas just because of the depth. I'm surprised they beat Tennessee on that short turnaround. I thought Tennessee would would beat them, um, but they just are so inconsistent offensively. And you know, obviously, Self's a great coach. He you know he made the adjustments that were needed. Um, I I will say I, I I'm a believer in Iowa State. I think Iowa State's probably a really dangerous team and and could have a say in this title race. Uh, TCU is another one that I think is a dark horse. I know BYU is rated highly uh, by Ken Palm, but I think that's a little bit of fool's gold. I, I can't see them going on the road and getting tough road wins. Uh, so that, so I will say it's probably going to come down to Baylor and Kansas. Um, I would put Iowa State and TCU in that dark horse category. I'm, I haven't been that impressed with Houston. I mean, I know their defensive efficiency looks great. I know their Ken Palm numbers look awesome. Uh, but wake me up when they play somebody with a pulse. I mean, I, I, I mean, Utah and Dayton are okay. I mean, they're average teams. I mean, they, they got Xavier on the road uh, December 1st. That'll be interesting to see how that, that game plays out. And then they got the Aggies um, on December 8th, 16th. I think that'll tell us a lot about Houston because – if they can beat the Aggies and, and beat them uh, by by a pretty good margin, then I think uh, I'll start taking them serious. But but until then, I, I got to see them play somebody better. Yeah, and don't, and don't forget point. about Jackson State. I mean, Jackson State. Um, <laughs> you know, even though they're only one in five, they they went into Missouri, and I don't know if you saw that they they beat Missouri seventy three to seventy two. 
<laughs> Missouri's 87th in Ken Palm right now. That, that's amazing. Yeah, is that when uh, Kevin Gates said this was the best 0-5 team in the country and someone pointed out <laughs> they were the only team that had five losses coming in? <laughs> that's pretty good. That's good stick. That, that is really good. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. They You're talking about a team in Jackson State that lost by 14 to Cal Baptist, by 26 <laughs> to San Diego. I don't know how good they are. 20 to Tulsa. <laughs> I'm sure they're okay, but it's it's you know I I'll I'll take Houston to win that game. Yeah, you know, I, like, I like the Cougars as well. <laughs> well, so um, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see this uh, nightcap. I mean, Florida Pitt. I mean, I'm I'm going to ask you for a hot take. I mean, have, have you watched any of those teams play or or I, mean, I have not. Yeah. Uh, my takes would just be that, you know I you don't lose a lot of money betting that Jeff Capel won't get a lot done when he's <laughs> not the lead assistant. <laughs> at a program that seemed to be taking advantage of NIL before NIL existed. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, I, that's, I, we always forget about, um, I, I forget that he did have that stop at Duke after the, uh, Oklahoma years. And then, and then before he, you know, took the pit job, but, uh, he's, he's got him turned around. I mean, they're, they're playing pretty good basketball. I mean, again, another team that hasn't played anybody. So, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, you know, happens with Florida tonight. Uh, you know, what was impressive about Florida, they lost to Virginia, which doesn't look like a world beater uh, team. You know, they struggled with West Virginia tonight, and they got they got routed by somebody. Um, Wisconsin, yeah, Wisconsin beat them by 24. Kind of a shocking outcome. Uh, but they did beat Florida State, and, you know, I think Florida State's decent. And, and, and you know, they beat them soundly. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. It's Florida, we'll see what they have. I mean, it's – uh, I think it's a toss-up game. I think Baylor should be favored pretty heavily, um, whoever wins this game. But uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting uh, one to, to watch and, and to see, you know, how the Bears will match up against their Friday opponent. Yep, I would guess Baylor will be about a seven and a half or eight point favorite yeah. against either team. Sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Um, any other uh, comments before we put a wrap on this one? I don't think I have any more basketball hot takes uh, right now, but you know. I could see the message board getting absolutely nuclear uh, on Sunday or Monday, depending on what direction things go with the athletic <laughs> program. And just right. remember, you and I are always the voice of complete reason and no hot takes and <laughs> rationality in basketball. So if people need that at a time of craziness, they can come to us. Okay, let's. All right, so wrapping up, you know, looking at uh, Baylor's stats for the game, they shoot fifty-two percent from the field. That's really good. Thirty-nine percent from three. You'll take that. 60% from the foul line. You want that to be better. That's mostly a function of the fact that Jacoby Walter wasn't shooting all those free throws. Um, Eve Missy and, and Josh, you know, Josh was one for four. That's, that's not great. Uh, Eve was four for eight. Uh, Jaden Nunn was three for five. So uh, if, if Jacoby's taking all your free throws, then, then those numbers look better. And, and then they out-rebound them. Uh, it's according to my stats, I'm looking at 34 to 30. So another a game where the Bears out-rebound their opponent. And uh, this is really good. Twenty assists and seven turnovers. I know turnovers have been an issue in the in the first four games, and to, and to get twenty, almost a three to one uh, assist to turnover ratio is terrific. Uh, so you like that. So uh, I I think that you know the the one thing that is concerning is we did give up a lot of points in the paint. Uh, or I mean, Oregon State's a physical team. You know, they're they're not great. Their guard plays uh, a bit suspect. But but they're they have guys that can get in the paint and kind of bully you, and we saw some of that. And uh, I will say that you know some of the Bears uh, tonight. There, uh, I shared the stat on the board a couple times, 
that the points per possession are like 1.38 if you get a paint touch, and and it's like 0.92 if you don't get a paint touch on a possession. And early in the game, you know, Langston Love was was putting that um, theory to question. He was he was missing some layups and some easy ones, and, <laughs> yeah. and we we missed a lot of shots in the paint today. But but overall, I mean, you'll you'll take the you know 52 percent, and you know Drew's really big on. Let's let's not take many mid range jumpers. So most of those shots are going to be in the paint uh, that you're taking. Um, so you know, so fifty two percent from the field, and and then you strip out the uh, eighteen threes, and it's it looks more like uh, let's see twenty six for forty five. So that's a pretty good percentage. Um, so you'll take that. Anyway, I mean, good good outcome, and uh, let's let's see what happens in the uh, night game. Looking at the other scores right now, Arkansas man thirty eight to twenty nine for Stanford in the second half oof arkansas's got their struggles early on in the year um i mean no other real big results to talk about i mean it's it's a great great time you know feast week's awesome for basketball and fun time because football and basketball are intersecting but uh uh we'll, we'll call it a wrap i know you got a post-game article right so do i you've been listening to a sikkim 365 post-game podcast with ashley hodge and kendall Cout, sikkim bears